beyond feminism, beyond gender. In order to create a revolution that can put an end to all domination, it is necessary to put an end to the tendency we all have to submit. This requires that we view the roles that the society imposes on us with a cruel and penetrating eye, seeking out their weak points with the aim of breaking through their limits and moving beyond them. Sexuality is an essential expression of individual desire and passion, of the flame that can ignite both love and revolt. Thus, it can be an important force of the individual's will that can raise her beyond the mass as a unique and indomitable being. Gender, on the other hand, is a conduit built by the social order to constrain this sexual energy, to confine and limit it, directing it toward the reproduction of this order of domination and submission. Thus, it is an obstruction to an attempt to freely determine how one will live and relate. Nonetheless, up to now, men have been granted more leeway in asserting their will within these roles than women. Women who have been strong, rebellious individuals have been so precisely because they have moved beyond their femininity. It is unfortunate that the women's liberation movement that emerged in the 1960s did not succeed in developing a deep analysis of the nature of domination in its totality and of the role played by gender in its reproduction. A movement that had started from a desire to be free of gender roles in order to be full, self-determined individuals was transformed into a specialization, just like most partial struggles of the time. This guaranteed that a total analysis would not be possible within this context. This specialization is the feminism of the present era that began developing out of the women's liberation movement in the late 60s. It does not aim so much at the liberation of individual women from the limits of their gender roles as the liberation of, quote, woman as a social category. Within mainstream politics, this project consists of gaining rights, recognition, and protection for women as a recognized social category under the law. In theory, radical feminism moves beyond mere legalities with the aim of liberating women as a social category from male domination. Since male domination is not adequately explored as an aspect of total domination, even by anarcho-feminists, the rhetoric of radical feminism frequently takes on a style similar to that of national liberation struggles. But in spite of the difference in style and rhetoric, the practice of mainstream and and radical feminism often coincide, this is not by chance. The specialization of radical feminism actually lies in the cataloging of wrongs suffered by women at the hands of men. This catalog was ever completed, the specialization would no longer be necessary, and it would be time to move beyond this listing of wrongs suffered to an actual attempt to analyze the nature of women's oppression in the society and take real, thought-out action to end it. So the maintenance of the specialization requires that feminists expand this catalog to infinity, even to the point of explaining the oppressive actions of women in positions of power as expressions of patriarchal power, thus freeing these women from responsibility for their actions. Any serious analysis of the complex relations of domination as it actually exists is laid aside in favor of an ideology in which man dominates and woman is the victim of this domination. But the creation of one's identity on the basis of one's oppression, on the victimization one has suffered, does not provide strength or independence. Instead, it creates a need for protection and security that eclipses the desire for freedom and self-determination. In the theoretical and psychological realm, an abstract, universal sisterhood may meet this need. But in order to provide a basis for this sisterhood, the feminine mystique, which was exposed in the 1960s as a cultural construct supporting male domination, is revived in the form of women's spirituality, goddess religion, and a variety of other feminist ideologies. 
The attempt to liberate women as a social category reaches its a oh god fuck I hate this apotheosis apothesis a p o t h e o s i s in the recreation of the feminine gender role in the name of an elusive gender solidarity. The fact that many radical feminists have turned to cops, courts, and other state programs for protection on the practical level, thus imitating mainstream feminism, only serves to underline the illusory nature of the sisterhood they proclaim. Though there have been attempts to move beyond these limits within the context of feminism, this specialization has been its defining quality for three decades. In the forms in which it has been practiced, it has failed to present a revolutionary challenge to either gender or domination. The anarchist project of total liberation calls us to move beyond these limits to the point of attacking gender itself, with the aim of becoming complete beings defined not as a conglomeration of social identities, but as unique, whole individuals. It is both cliched and mistaken to claim that men and women have been equally oppressed by their gender roles. The male gender role does allow greater leeway for the assertions of one's will. So just as the liberation of women from their gender role is not a matter of becoming more masculine, but rather of moving beyond their femininity. So for men, the point is not to be more feminine, but to move beyond their masculinity. The point is to discover that core of uniqueness that is in each of us that is beyond all social roles and to make that the point from which we act, live, and think in the world, in the sexual realm as in all others. Gender separates sexuality from the wholeness of our being, attaching specific traits to it that serve the maintenance of the present social order. Thus, sexual energy, which could have been could have amazing revolutionary potential, is channeled into the reproduction of relations of domination and submission, of dependence and desperation. The sexual misery that this has produced and its commercial exploitation surround us, the inadequacy of calling for people to, quote, embrace both their masculinity and femininity, lies in the lack of analysis of the extent to which both of these concepts are social interventions serving the purposes of power. Thus, to change the nature of gender roles, to increase their number or modify their form, is useless from a revolutionary perspective, being nothing, nothing more than mechanically adjusting the form of the conduits that channel our sexual energy. Instead, we need to reappropriate our sexual energy in order to reintegrate into the totality of our being, in order to become so expansive and powerful as to burst every conduit and flood the plane of existence with our indomitable being. This is not a therapeutic task, but rather one of defiant revolt, one that springs from a strong will and a refusal to back down. If our desire is to destroy all domination, then it is necessary that we move beyond everything that holds us back, beyond feminism, yes, beyond gender, because this is where we find the ability to create our indomitable individuality that rises up against all domination without hesitation. If we wish to destroy the logic of submission, this must be our minimal goal.